The following is a pre-recorded program. This has always seemed to be a good place to come in. Good evening, wherever you are listening to News Radio 680 WPTF. It's Thursday night. It is May the 23rd, and I'm Tom Kearney. I'm here every night, as a rule, Monday through Friday from 9 to 10, with a little bit of live and real-time radio with a potpourri of programs about things from uh, history and uh, about the weather, about this and that and the other. Potpourri is really the right word, and I like to say that if you don't like it tonight, you might want to tune in tomorrow night. And I'm sure that a lot of people join us listening in their cars, coming from the mall or from choir practice or going to their jobs or whatever, and we welcome them. Uh, Should you want to dial us up tonight, and you will want to because— Tonight's program is one of those in the series that I'm calling Nostalgia, kind of a loose uh, uh, title that I'm not sure exactly what it means. But it's thinking about things and in, in more in the past than imagining some sci-fi stuff in the future. Our number is our area code, 919. And if you're in this part of the world, you, you would know that, 919 and then uh, 860 9783. 9783, if you have letters on your telephone, works out to be WPTF, our call letters for the last uh, yay many years. Uh, I, whenever I send a, a note to somebody, an email or whatever, I put Tom Kearney WPTF slash 94. And somebody asked me, John, the other day why I do that, and it's, it's because WPTF is, as of last September, 94 years old, and it will be 95 this, this coming September, and that puts it among... Uh, the legacy stations, I guess you'd call them, the the, the old timers. Um, and um, later this year, WWJ in Detroit, I think, will celebrate either its 99th or 100th. And next year, KDKA in Pittsburgh will be 100. So radio will have been around a long time. Uh, we started doing nostalgia programs so five or eight years ago. Uh, I say it that way because it's somewhere in there. And it, it's... Uh, it, it's Designed to have you think about uh, yourself and your history, your your memory of things that are in the past and that you might have pleasant or even unpleasant memories about. And I'm going to try something kind of different tonight. I'm going to introduce a new topic. And if it does not work, if it does not fly, I will go back to another older topic that we had some success with, oh, about six or eight months ago. But I was watching a movie. Uh, a movie called Leap Year that came out in, in, in uh, t- uh, 10, 2010. Um, and uh, it's about a, uh, a lady who goes to Ireland to um, uh, persuade uh, her uh, boyfriend, who's a, a total loser, I will tell you that. Uh, and uh, uh, But he... he uh, he likes to have her around, and he gives her presents, and they have an apartment, but uh, he's not, she can tell, too interested in getting married. And she's heard that in Ireland, in leap year, if you ask a, a guy to marry you on the 29th of February, he has to marry you. So she's trying to do that, but she does not quite make it to Dublin where this guy is, the loser. And she ends up in Dingle, which is a place that I've been. Every time Mrs. Kearney and I have been to Ireland the only place we've been every time is Dingle. And lots of other places, too. But uh, anyway, she ends up there, and she's got to get across Ireland to Dublin by the 29th. And the, the innkeeper, who's a young, handsome Irish fellow, 
but not Uptown New York, which is what she is. She spends a lot of time browsing, uh, bragging about her $600 shoes. She is a person who places items in apartments to make them look more attractive to people who are trying to rent the apartments, and then when the deal is done, she takes the items away. And uh, he points out that basically she's a con man. Uh, they start by rubbing each other the wrong way, but it does not. It's slow. It's gradual. Uh, but uh, they begin to to uh, to be able to touch each other, figuratively speaking. Uh, and uh, it's a for a recovering romantic like myself, that's a, a nice movie. But here's the but but as a part of the discussion about the Louis Vuitton luggage and the six hundred dollar shoes and so on, she's quite taken by that stuff. He asks her. Uh, in, in her apartment, in her home, uh, what would she grab if she had 60 seconds? She asked him that question in return, and neither one of them answered the question at this point. It's part of a kind of rubbing up against each other argument. They're getting used to each other, and they have many adventures and get to be closer and closer. And uh, it has a happy ending. At least I thought it was happy, and you'll have to watch it. But anyway... The question that I got out of this was one that makes you think, what would you look for if you had 60 seconds? The house is on fire or there's a bomb or something. Something has happened that you have 60 seconds to grab one thing and run with it. And John Sauter, my producer, and I have agreed, I think, and if he disputes this, he can say so, but we have agreed that most people, we don't believe, really think that at that moment they'll start saying, or they might just run, or they might not know exactly. And, and, and that may mean that I have tough time getting responses tonight. I, I hope not, because I'd like to know that. If you had 60 seconds, and questions like this, they're like that. my question about uh, if you had to go to a desert island, what five movies would you take? The choice that you make there tells something about you. But there are two kinds of people who go to movies, the kind who just go in there and sit down, and it goes in one eye and one ear and out the other. They enjoy it, but they don't give it a thought. They don't, there's no discussion when you go out about what that really meant uh, and uh, what the significance of it is, and uh, they are not movie critics or people who uh, intellectually enjoy a movie. They just are entertained, and that's okay. But I'm looking for the other people, the ones who— who who uh, who will think? Now, now, okay, Tom has asked this question about sixty seconds. Now, what would I grab? Would it be something uh, 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 personal? Would it be something of value? Would it be well? The thing Mrs. Kearney and I agreed on. I asked her. I, I test questions on her. We 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 agreed that it, the cat would certainly be it. In fact, many years ago, those of you who are old-time listeners of WPTF you know that this program was originated back in the 1960s. We are the lineal descendant of Mr. Bart Rittner in a program called Open Line. We are his grandchildren, so to speak, radio-wise. And I was his producer. I did for him what John does for me. And he said to me one day, Tom, is there anything that you have that you wouldn't sell for $50,000? He was looking for a topic for the afternoon show. He was on one to four. 
And he said, by the way, don't give me any crap about the dog, because I had a dog then that he knew that 50000 well, no amount of money, there was not enough, but he knew that 50000 certainly wouldn't be it. So uh, I think the discussion ended right there, but that's what he ended up. He had a version of the same topic that we have tonight. So what, if you had one minute, would you grab? And if I take the cat away, that's an obvious thing. I've had to give this a little bit of thought. Uh, I have a couple of th three or four things that my sister has given me, pictures of, of when we were children and of my mother and my grandfather that she's put together. And I have a feeling that, that they cannot be replaced. Most of the other stuff that's there, I can be replaced. I might take my college diploma because I had to work hard to get that. And it means something to me. Uh, I don't know uh, if there's a picture or anything like that or a book. I always said that uh, there was there's one book on North Carolina architecture. And I'm trying to think of the lady's name. She lives here in Raleigh who did it. It's such a beautiful book that if I had to take one book, that would be the one that I would run away with and, and so on. But what you need to do now, and we've got one caller already, Charlotte and Durham is on the line, but we need you to join us, 919-860-9783. And don't be bashful. Give it a little bit of thought. Uh, nobody's going to make fun of any choice that you make, uh, but search inside of yourself and say what you would take. And it's one thing now. Okay, 919-860-9783. We'll talk to Charlotte and other callers after this. As promised, we're back. 919, the, the topic tonight on our Nostalgia Show is what would you grab? One thing, if you had 60 seconds to grab it and get out, if your house was falling down, was on fire, or something like that. 919-860-9783. Don't be bashful. I'll borrow from my Baptist friends and tell you to come on down to the front of the church. And testify. And the way you do that in this case is you give us a call at 919-860-9783. A good friend of ours from Durham, Charlotte's on the line. Charlotte, what would you grab and run with? Well, you um, you said what I would grab, and that would be old pictures. Because, you know, uh, especially the old family things, you cannot replace. And uh, and that would be my choice. Okay. Oh. You know, and I... <clears throat> Wow. Um, I have a friend who did something very, very wise and <clears throat> had all of her old pictures, the ones that were dear to her. She had them replicated and took the a set of them and put them in her safety deposit box. Well, uh, a friend of my my brother, you know my brother, you've heard him on here. Oh, he, mercy, I love uh, Stephen. Uh, he has a friend uh, who is computer sophisticated, and it's a lady, and she has reduced uh, a lot of our family uh, snapshots, you know, just plain old brownie camera stuff. Right. Uh, to uh, electronic, you know, he scanned, she scanned it into uh, computers, and I guess they put them on disk or uh is it, I don't know about computer, but thumb drives or whatever they could right. store them on. And right. So, so uh, we don't actually have the pictures there to look at always, but uh, uh, they if you have the appropriate equipment, you could either replicate them or just look at them on the electronic screen. So that's But that's a good idea if you if you value those. And my mother loved her pictures. Some of them, they were 
like I said, they weren't anything fancy. They were brownie camera stuff, but uh, she loved them, and she loved well, to look got, at them. I have some that go back. Um, um, let's see. Wait a minute. Let me tell this right now. More than 75 years. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, that are, you know, pictures of the great-grandparents. And um, one <laughs> really precious one is five generations, the great-grandmother, the grandmother, the mother, the, you know, the son mm-hmm. and the baby. And it's just really precious. And um, we wouldn't want anything to happen to that. So, And, and people, um, they just don't think, they don't realize how very precious something like that is. You know, most, most of us, we don't think on a day-to-day basis, well, hey, uh, what do I need to do in case of a flood or fire, you know? Right. We just, we just don't think about it. But we ought to because when it happens, it's too late then, darling. Well, when we're, we're, we're in the season when we have these people on from the Weather Bureau and other places who give us warnings about hurricanes and so on, and... Uh, uh, depending on your circumstances, sometimes you are in a place where, well, they, they talk to you about evacuating. What would you take if you had to go and right. and and remember your valuables and and stuff other than you know the, the ordinary stuff like your medicines and, right. and stuff like that. Right. But you, people have, and one of the things I guess we're trying to do, I'm trying to do as a representative of the media, is to force people to think about that. What right, they, that's a good thing. What they what they want to take. Well, Charlotte, uh, it's it's good to hear from you, and I'm glad that you had a chance to talk with John. And uh, oh, he's he's very dear. He's precious. He, he's a he's a good guy, yeah. and so on. And uh, stay in touch, okay? I will, sir, and I thank you very much. Thank you, ma'am. That's Miss Charlotte from Durham, uh, who uh, would take family pictures and things like that. But we had a uh, what I was saying is sort of what what I had in mind is to think about what what is important to you and make preparations. Because there are valuable things that uh, cannot be replaced. A lot of stuff can be replaced. And sometimes people um, end up losing their lives trying to. I was thinking one of the things that's still on my bucket list as a radio program, John, is is a Teen Angels program. And that is about uh, there there was a period in which in the rock and roll era when there were a bunch of songs about uh, guys and gals going out, and one of them gets killed while they're out. And the, the most famous of those is Teen Angel. And anybody who ever heard that song, which came out about 1961, knows uh, the line, What was it you were looking for on that fateful night? They say they found my... Well, let's do trivia. What did they find? What did she... What, what cost her her life? What did she go back to get in the car that was stalled on the railroad track? Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. What I want you to do generally is to think about what you would take. Is it a picture? Is it uh, uh, part of your uh, your uh, collection of plates and silverware? Some valuable stuff like that. Uh, what would you take? Is it jewelry? Is it a ring? One of the things that the the guy in the movie, the story I told you, he he's the Irish, the handsome Irishman who is uh, a, a, a pub owner. And who's taking the the woman to meet her uh, beau, her boyfriend? Uh, and and I, I've already keyed you how I feel about this and how it's going to turn out. Is he is uh, he is a loser? He's a doctor, but he really uh, uh, to him it it seems like well you look at it. it it's called leap year. I don't want to spoil it for you. Uh, I don't mind 
movies being spoiled for me because I watch them. Sometimes I start in the middle if I if I have them in a form that I can watch them that way. Of course, when you're at the theater, you can't do that. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. This is Laurie in beautiful. Let's see if I can get this to work. John, are you on line one? Are you talking to line one? She's ready. Okay, Laurie. Good evening. Yes. Hey. Good evening. How are you this evening? Good. I know that song. I can even sing it. <laughs> what? Uh, oh, Teen, Teen Angel. Angel. Oh, yes. It's one of the. Well, I. I never tried to remember the words. I don't sing. I'm not permitted to sing. Uh, I don't sing well enough. When I used to go to church, the choir made me. The people made me sit in the balcony by myself. And uh, well, you get the drift of that. But um, so you remember, you remember that song. But what was she looking for? High school ring. And it was clutched, as I remember, in her fingers tight. Right. Is that in her fingers tight? What was it you were looking for that took your life that night? I mm. said they found my high school ring clutched in, in your, your fingers, fingers tight. tight. Now that's a case where I might have let it go, you know, because he could get another one of those. But then again, <laughs> at those moments, you know, certain things are precious. That. Uh, and that's one of my favorite words, by the way, precious, that um, would not be on other occasions. Now, do you, did you call just to answer the trivia question, or do, or do, you, do you have a thought about what you would take if your, if your place was going to fall down or burn down or something? Do you have something that, that you, you would take with you? Because I well, think this the indicates previous, you— yeah, The previous lady answered, uh, would, would, the first one would be the, the old photos, because uh, mm -hmm. I have a lot of old photos, and I also have— from one of our family reunions, um, where we had all the generations there, we actually made a, uh, a videotape of all the generations talking about what it was like when they were growing up and that type oh. of stuff. And, and that's something that just cannot be replaced because oh. a lot of those people are not with us anymore. I used to teach history, and uh, I taught freshmen at, at uh, the college level. And one of my assignments one time was to go and ask your grandfather about the the Depression. You see what I mean? As a historical resource, how it affected him. And I got the feeling the students got more out of that than any other thing. And if, they, and if you didn't have a grandfather, you had to find somebody of that age to talk to. And it's kind of like you're talking about. You know, you've asked them to tell how life was like as it passed them by. Exactly. And the things that they lived through and just being able to share what happened to them in the moment. You know, and uh, throughout history was was very rewarding. And I, again, a lot of those people are not with us anymore. Right. And uh, uh, do you have that where you could grab it if you had to? If, I we're only going to allow you one item now. <laughs> you can either you can either get that high school ring or or those videos. <laughs> the videos and the photos. That's what goes with me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I'm glad you remembered that song because I want to do a sh radio show one time. It's on my bucket list before I before I don't do this anymore, that uh, uh, is about, uh, you know, Tell Laura I Love Her. I don't know if you remember that song. but uh, Tell Laura I Love Her. Yeah. Yeah, she's going, I think uh, uh, he's going to the racetrack to try to win some money so they can get married, and he has a wreck. And uh, and there, there's three or four of those songs. They're real. Well, there are more than three or four, and it's enough to make a good radio program. Uh, it was my, that one, that, yeah, the teenager. They also had uh, Billy Don't Be a Hero at that mm -hmm. time. Uh, Patches, the uh, the girl who lives on the poor side of town, they found her floating face down in the dirty. Mm -hmm. And my favorite is by the Everly Brothers, and it's called Ebony Eyes. Oh, I remember that one. You remember that? He's waiting mm -hmm. for his uh, girlfriend. It's a military thing, and 
He gets a, a request. All the people on Flight 1203 who have relatives on Flight 1203 come to the chaplain's office. And uh, uh, that's my favorite. And if you don't shed a tear at that, there's something wrong with you, I can tell <laughs> exactly. you that. Well, Laurie, I'm going to have to go because it's time for the news. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Have a good evening. The following is a pre recorded program. It's May 23rd. The topic is, what would you take with you if you had one minute? And, and the, the idea really is that uh, I think some people think about things like this and other people don't think about things like this. And as I said at the beginning, we can't change folks, but uh, I'm looking tonight for those who do think and to see what you, you would take. And uh, so far... Uh, both the ladies that we talked to before the break would would take pictures and family mementos and things like that. Now, we're going to talk to a gentleman now. Ed, good evening. Uh, good you, evening, Tom. What How would, are you? I'm fine. What would you take? I would take my laptop. Okay. And here's why. Um, all those things like Pictures and you know family you know photo albums and you know all all, all that stuff. I digitized and and it's on you know actually I have a couple of laptops that I have all this stuff on uh, plus all kinds of documents. Uh, no, probably eighty five percent of my life is on those two laptops. Is on those two hard drives. Well, no, I can believe that. You know, I said that my my uh, Stevens friend had put our family snapshots and you know the story of our uh, family's life on uh, on a, basically what you've done, so that they can be retrieved and printed out and stored there in storage area. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, with those old ones like Polaroids and and stuff like that. Yeah, you can scan them, scan them in, and there are programs where you can act, you can enhance them, you can bring them back to life if they, mm -hmm. you know, kind of faded and or or gotten, you know, out of shape. Um, and uh, you know, you can make them like like new or even better. Well, one of the things you have to watch out for, and I'm of course straying off the reservation here because this is not strictly. Uh, applicable to the, what what the main topic is tonight, but it, you have to watch out sometimes. I have a videotape. Dr. Robin Dorf, who used to teach at State, uh, was a political scientist. He and I were on C-SPAN one night for about three hours, I think. Uh, it was during a political contest, and it was all over the country. They said we had four million watchers, and they wow. you know they brought their stuff in here, and and it was when. Uh, uh, Harvey Gantt uh, from Charlotte ran against Senator Helms, and it was uh, 1990. But the only I have a copy, but it's on VHS, and I'm not sure I have a machine that will run. You know, I have I have one left, but I'm I, it might work and it might not. <laughs> but you need to reduce, and that's happening as the technology has changed. You know, uh, so that people. Uh, people, I've heard of municipalities that stored things on computers that no longer have an instrument that will read the stuff they've got. The, the information is in there, but it's not readable. Uh, they, they have old systems that um, um, uh, they they don't have programs that can retrieve it mm -hmm. or, or read it. Is that well, what you think? Yeah, and it's kind of like... Uh, 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 
vinyl records. Uh, I have some vinyl, but I don't have a turntable anymore. You know, and and that's and people don't usually recognize it, but that's an earlier form of of information storage. It's, it's all that Absolutely. is. Absolutely. It's yeah. it's not electronic in most cases. It's manual, and then you get to tape, and you're getting closer and closer. And all the stuff that's stored in computers, you know, is X's and O's, and it's in the cloud somewhere, uh, probably. And uh, but uh, you are a wise well, person. Know, now, what happens when you run out of electricity? You're going to have a problem there. Well, now that that is a problem. Uh, but you know what? I've got um, I've got several solar uh, or portable solar uh, panels that, that I've used for camping. You really are prepared, aren't you? Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that, well, that's that, that, that's. I mean, you know, you're a boy. On the farm, you had to be prepared for just about anything. Right, you you did, and in fact, one of the things on the farm at a certain point is you had to be able to do a lot of things that that people have other people to do for them today. I mean, if something broke, you had to fix it. And that, fi- that's right. Yeah. Either you didn't have the money, or whoever could fix it may be 35, 40 miles away. Right. And they might not be able to get there for several days. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, so you learn how to do an awful lot of stuff. Well, I saw a science program that a man named James Burke did one time, and then I'm going to quit, and we'll 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 bid you adieu and see if we can summon up some other people because I I need I always have to keep moving here or, or destroy our rhythms. But he said this science writer James Burke, who had a series on the BBC, said our biggest problem if we had a big you know atomic catastrophe would be that so many of the skills of survival have been lost. That's right. Just making stuff and uh, whatever that people would not be able to survive. You know, uh, people used to be able to tan leather and turn it into a belt and it would hold their drawers up, you know, that it, kind of thing. It wouldn't even take a nuclear blast. Oh, no. Um, a, uh, a really strong solar flare mm-hmm. that um, would be strong enough to, to knock out a major part of the electric grid. Well, you know that... Practically that, send us back to the Stone Age. Well, you know that has... Whenever they have these blackout periods like we've had over the years, uh, that's that's what they're fearful of. And and I read and I'm told that the electric grid is about as far out of date uh, as, as any part of the infrastructure, you know, the sewer system, the roads and whatever. I don't know if that's true, but I have heard that. And uh, there was some sort of solar flare... Uh, about 10 years ago, and it just about shut down Quebec completely. Yeah. Well, not only Quebec, but Cleveland, Ohio, and, and uh, like parts of, uh, uh, well, Vermont, right. Ohio, and, uh, and yeah, I, uh, um, uh, that, that solar flare knocked out a whole lot. Right. It, well, it was a it was a warning shot. It was a shot across the bow, I think, would be a good poetic way to say that. And... I hope you can stay cool this weekend. I'm going to try, okay? Well, I am, too. I'm going to stay in the air conditioning. Well, I'm going to try to do that, too. And uh, But uh, take care, and uh, maybe you'll come around tomorrow night, and we'll have some, I plan to. Have some trivia. Okay, thanks. Have a good night. Good night. Ed is a member of our radio family, and as you can tell, and uh, we have acquired some familiarity with each other, and we enjoy his calling. We need like new callers. Uh, Charlotte is a member of our radio family. Uh, uh, 
we, but we like to, you can join. There's no fee. You could, all you have to do is listen and call in whenever you can. Well, all you have to do is listen, actually. 919-860-9783. If you have just joined us and you're coming home from the mall or your job or whatever takes you out. One night a guy called and his wife had sent him to get some milk at the, at the uh, convenience store. Uh, whatever takes you out, uh, we invite you to join us. What we're looking for is... You've got 60 seconds. You've just heard that the house is going to fall in or it's going to burn down or something, but you've got to leave. And there's all that stuff. And as a good, uh, fairly well-off Americans, you know we acquire a lot of stuff. Uh, my high school biology teacher, if, I, if she was listening, she would be, it would be very upset because she hated the word stuff more than anything else. And if you said it, she would just look by you. It's like you, you weren't even there. And you didn't say it, but stuff. If you, but among the things that you you've got, uh, would it be a piece of jewelry? I got this idea from a movie. But would it be a piece of jewelry? Would it be pictures? Would it be? I, as I said, I might take my diploma because I worked my you know what off to get that thing. And of course, I could get a copy of it and get another one. But there's something to be said for the one that they handed me uh, back in June of 1965. Uh, but but there are other things. There there are rings. There are necklaces. There are strings of pearls. There are family mementos of all different kinds. Uh, we decided at our house that uh, the cat would be the thing. And I don't. I couldn't decide whether we should include the cat or not because that's an animate. That's like another person. And we also decided in answering this question that. You you can't say well. First of all, I would take my wife or my husband or one of the kids. Those that's that's a given. It's the other stuff, the perhaps inanimate stuff that you were interested in. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three, and we're going to have trivia tomorrow night. I cannot remember. Oh, I th I think my brother Stephen he sets the questions, and I think he said it was going to play off of the fact that the. Of the live broadcast last night, John, of the, the the All in the Family and the Jeffersons, because those were two very popular TV programs. A lot of people would have seen them, and a lot of people might remember who Wheezy is or uh, who Meathead is or, or that kind of thing. So that may be the kind of trivia that we are going to have. Monday night, I think it's going to be Memorial Day, and I w would counsel you, perhaps, if you're willing to let me, to... Think of something that you can recognize Memorial Day if it's nothing more than uh, reading a patriotic article or story or uh, going to the cemetery and making sure that uh, the, the people who put the flags out put one on your relative's uh, uh, stone saying that he served in uh, uh, the, the military or whatever it is. But recognize in some way Memorial Day, which is, is going to be, I believe, Monday. And Cy Harrington, it's a, we have a lot of traditions around here. Uh, he started the program at the North Carolina Department of Archives and History to record oral history of North Carolina veterans. And uh, uh, when he started doing it a number of years ago, he is now retired, but I think he still participates in it. And uh, we're going to talk about that. Uh, and it's, it's a tradition. He's been with us so probably 10 years on Memorial Day. Uh, and uh, so that's what's going to happen on um, next week. Uh, Rod Gonski will be here one night to talk about the weather because uh, June 1st, as you may remember, 
is the beginning of officially, meteorologically, of hurricane season. And uh, we talked to Dr. Joe Cadell. He will be here on June 6th, uh, which is D-Day, the 75th anniversary. Dr. Cadell is our military historian. And we're going to come back in a few minutes and talk to Neil, who lives in Winder. I think it's pronounced Winder. We'll ask him in just a few minutes here on News Radio 680 WPTF. 948 at News Radio 680 WPTF. Tom Kearney here. You're running out of time to apply yourself to tonight's topic, which is if you had 60 seconds and the building was falling down, what would you take? And I think that. The idea in my mind is that tells something about yourself, and it, we would tell it to me and to John, and they might tell something to yourself about what is important. Uh, uh, but it would be maybe an instrument for giving it some thought. Now, a person who has called us at 919-860-9783 who has given it some thought is Neil. Neil, is it Winder, Georgia? That's correct, Winder, Georgia. I, we've talked before. You used to live in Raleigh, if I remember That's correctly. That's right. Moved to, after I retired, we moved to uh, North Georgia in 2006. We have two sons. One lives in the Atlanta area and one lives in Spartanburg, South Carolina. So we got in between. Right. Well, Spartanburg is not right. I, I see exactly. Well, you just run up and down 85 is what you do. Is that? That's right. Right. Well, what would you take? I know there's a lot of things that's hard to decide, but this is my 37th year of uh, keeping a daily record of what I do or what my wife and I do, where we go, where we, if we go out to eat, or just things we do each day. And I would probably grab that because, actually, this is my 37th year of keeping a record. You could relive your life that way. I can see that. That's right. And, I, you know, I wish I had done that because sometimes I remember. I have a pretty good memory, so I can remember that I was in— uh, you know, Columbia, South Carolina on a certain date, and it was probably 1965. But if I had a, a book like you've got, uh, I could go and look and make sure that I was there, you know. And, 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 yeah, I spent that some time in Columbia in 1958 in, in Fort Jackson. Uh, well, <laughs> you were like one of those guys. Well, most of the American young men who visit North Carolina visit Fort Bragg, and Fort Jackson is the South Carolina version of that. Uh, That's right. I remember correctly. Uh, now, did when you were here, did you live in Raleigh? Well, we uh, we lived in uh, Raleigh in the early ages of marriage. Then we uh, we lived in in Nightdale. In okay. 1966, I was the company transferred me to Greenville, South Carolina. And we lived there for 22 years, and then we moved back, and I guess lived about 18 or 19 years back in Johnson County, and then I retired in uh, 2006, and then we moved to, to North Georgia. When was the last time you were here, where I am? It's been five years. Well, you might recognize it, but you might not. I'll just yeah, tell I'm you sure that. It changed, it's changed a lot. Oh, yeah. They say uh, that Raleigh has about, in the city limits now, about 460,000 people. And when I moved here in 70, it had, uh, 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 1970, it had about 170,000 people, about the same thing. Yeah. And it's, it's grown like so many cities have. All right. Uh, well, and you're not very far from Atlanta, which has done the same yeah. sort of thing, too. We're about 45 miles north of Atlanta. I have a friend that, that teaches at Kennesaw. Is it is that the name of it, Kennesaw State? Kennesaw State University. It's just yeah. north of Atlanta. In fact, my son, uh, our family lives in Marietta, which is a little right. bit north of Atlanta, on Interstate uh, uh, 20. No, Interstate 75. 
Right, right. I I remember I went to, the first time I ever went to Atlanta, I was coming from Chattanooga, I think, or, or Nashville and came down 75. Well, it's a good idea. You've given us a good idea for two things. Uh, the, keeping the, uh, a book like that is a good idea. It's kind of, it's not exactly a diary, but it is a record of of your yeah, life. It comes in handy every now and then. I wonder what something happened when I did so and so, and I go back. I do that fairly often. Look back to see. Uh, uh, I know a place I I enter a contest every so often. You can't do it but once a year. I looked a few days ago uh, and. Last time I won one through April of last year, so I can I can enter their contest. They give away some pretty nice prizes, and I've won it two or three times so far. But but you, enough time has passed now that you can do it again, right? That's right. Okay. Well, I'm always good at now. Are you listening over the air or on the computer? Uh, on, on the computer, on, on TuneIn Radio. Okay, I mean, right. Sometimes I can pick up WPDF on radio, very good, and then other times I can't. But I just usually listen to you on, on my iPad. I understand WCNN in Atlanta is on the same frequency, so sometimes it screws it up, if you know what I mean. Yes. And, uh, well, it's always good to hear from you, and I recognize that. And I'm glad, I, the most glad that I said Winder right, and because it That's could right. it, well, does, it's, it's, it looks like it's spelled Winder, but it's, it's Winder. Right. It's, it's a big, big little town, and we enjoy living here. We live in a senior community, and uh, we enjoy living here very much. Well, it's always good to hear from you. Check in whenever you can, okay? I will. It's always good to talk to you and enjoy listening to your program. Okay, thank you. we're okay. Thank you, Neil, uh, who used to live with us. He mentioned, I think, that he came back after being transferred further south to Johnston County and lived, I think he said, 19 years. But he calls us reasonably often and uh, from Winder, Georgia, which is northwest Georgia, uh, uh not too far, he said, I think, from uh, from Atlanta. We've got time for one more caller now. So if you've been holding back and you have thought about this during the program and, and know what you would grab if you had one minute left uh, before the building fell in or the fire consumed everything, what what would recommend itself to you to, to grab? And as I said at the beginning of the program, I got this from watching a movie uh, where a couple, well, they, they were not a couple. They were a guy and a woman that he was supposed to be taking to Dublin in Ireland. And she was uh, kind of uptown lady. She had $600 shoes and uh, uh, Louis Vuitton expensive luggage. And uh, he was, I, I think, a little bit making fun of her or at least challenging her to think about her sense of values by asking her what she would uh, grab if she were in her apartment in New York City. She'd come to Ireland to to uh, to um, propose to a man who would not propose to her. Uh, he, I think they were living together, and uh, they had they were fancy, but, and I got to, when we finally run into this guy, we meet him toward the end of the movie, and I get the feeling that, uh, uh, that uh, if he proposed to her, it was when sort of he had had to, when the people he was working for seemed to say, um, you're not going to be able to advance in this operation unless you're a married man and so on. And when she, part of her discouragement, she was attracted to the guy, the guy who's trying to help her get to Dublin. But uh, the, the, the final thing was that she saw that this guy, that she was in his world kind of a trophy. And she'd sort of fallen in love with this other guy, so she didn't need to be pushed too far. 
but he had challenged her earlier about her sense of values. What would you take, uh, since you're always talking about all the stuff you've got with the names on it and how expensive it is, if you had one minute, and what would that say about your life? Well, we've had some good callers tonight. We've had uh, three or four or five callers. Ed called, uh, Charlotte. Uh, it was an idea that I wanted to explore because I think it tells something about somebody. Uh, one, one of the things I'm fond of, I got the idea for this from the BBC, which has a program called Desert Island Disc, and they interview famous people. About the only person they haven't interviewed is the Queen, uh, about what eight records they would take to a desert island. The program started in 1940, and they've interviewed just about everybody. But what records would you take to a desert island? And the last time I heard it, well, Tom Hanks was on there, and it was really an interesting program, the pieces of music that he chose and the story of his life, because that's what they produce. But I think when you think about that and what choices you would make, it's a it's a good chance to look inside yourself. Well, that's the program for tonight. Tomorrow night is Trivia Night. We hope you will join us following the 9 o'clock news.